You are listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 259. Today, we're going to be talking about how to get out of a funk. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, y'all. Super excited to bring this guest to you today because it's a really out-of-the-box type topic. And I'm really intrigued by, again, how systems can show up in different ways. And so today with us, we're going to be talking about how to get out of a funk, which let's be honest, we all get in them. So I think that you'll be able to take one, if not all of the methods that our guest today is going to be sharing with us to really help you move through them instead of getting stuck in them, which I'm all about. So Miss Kara, how are you doing today? Hello, Jordan. I'm so excited to be here and meet everyone. Yeah, very kind of different topic, but I've been trying to systemize how I defunct for myself and my clients. And truthfully, it's saved me during COVID time. It saved me during a lot of health time, which I'll talk about, but really, really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, for sure. So uh, before we totally dive into it, go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about you and your business. Yes. So Cara Baroni, I'm living in Sydney, Australia right now. I have been in London the past three and a half years prior to, but as you can tell, I'm American. So global community creating that global cohesiveness is really, really important to me, but I am a CEO and business mentor. So I started off really focusing on helping corporate women start, grow and scale their online business. So taking their gifts, their skills from corporate, because that's exactly the path that I've been doing and really bringing those skills online. I actually, as of right now, or whenever this airs, I guess it depends, but I'm a full-time consultant at LinkedIn and I've grown and scaled a multiple six-figure business while juggling both. So really this focusing on creating these high vibe habits and how to defunk have been absolutely business critical to me because I don't have time to be in a funk. True that. Nobody has time to be in a funk. And the quicker you can get out of it, the more you can move forward and progress in business and life. So with that being said, we're again, going to be talking about how to get out of a funk. And so what would you say um, your, you know, you or, and uh, your clients, what they look like and their businesses look like before they have figured out a way to get out of the funk? I think it's based on a lot of momentum. So before figuring out a system that really helps you scale and be able to shift your energy, I see clients and even myself beforehand really start to build their energy based on when they feel good. And I don't know about you, but I don't feel good every day. I don't have (laughs) super high level energy every single day. Well, maybe you do, Gordon, because you're like a special unicorn. But it really then becomes a business based on energy. And I do not believe that that is a sustainable business model at all, especially with world events coming up and whatnot. So I think it's very like up and down and you ride the entrepreneurial roller coaster even more than the normal person would or you have to. So it's just really important to create that sustainability and have systems for days when you don't feel super, super high vibe. 
Oh yeah. I'm definitely not immune to energetic delays. I actually am really, really aware of like cycle alignment and knowing again, when is my highest energy? When is my lowest energy? And so y'all pretty much only see me when I have my high energy. So it may appear that way, but there are definitely days where I'm just like, nope. And I, you know, do my puzzles and eat my pizza. So It's something that I think is a practice for people as you go through business. And so whether you are just starting your business or you've been in business two, three years, five years, 10 years, this is something you're going to be able to use again and again and again. And so with that being said, go ahead. I believe you have five different strategies. So let's start with the first one. Yeah, absolutely. And Jordan, I can't tell you how critical that is. So whether you're making your first thousand dollars online all the way up to multiple six figures, even seven figures, I really found these strategies have worked for the majority of my clients and quick background here in terms of how I created this system. So it's very much a mind body kind of soul practice based on neuroscience, neuroplasticity. So the ability to like change your brain based on thoughts and your activities that you do on the regular. But Jordan, I don't know if you know this quick background story about me, but I have suffered from some pretty chronic health issues over the past few years. So living in London, I um, was in a very moldy environment. And so I suffered from toxic molds and I'm still overcoming mold poisoning, breast implant illness and chronic fatigue. So those three things all put together was actually the reason I had to do this. Like working full-time at LinkedIn and being a full-time entrepreneur the ability to shift my energy was, I mean, feeling of like life and death for me and absolutely critical, especially this last year, as I moved to Australia, I lived here two months before COVID hit. So the combination of such a chronic, you know, illness, which would keep me in bed most days, like I could sleep nine, 10, 11 hours combined with feeling very isolated, living across the world. This was absolutely critical for me. So I hope this helps anyone who's listening, who just is scaling a business in general, but also if you've ever had any big health issues, this is why I put this together. So I thought that background was pretty important. Yeah. Overall, I didn't know five steps. Oh, well now, you know, something I'm definitely still overcoming and it gets better every day, but we'll talk how I incorporated that. But the five steps that I use and the, what you all can write down is in terms of an acronym, because I know we love a little system that we can remember. The five steps we're going to go through is accept, dig, shift, repeat, and rewire, and prevent. So how to remember that is all day, shift, repeat, prevent. Perfect. <laughs> I thought Jordan might appreciate a little systematizing behind it. So first and foremost, and I also want to say I'm a really, really type A overachiever. Like I don't slow down. I never have in my life. So some of these things you might be like, well, I don't have time for that. I can't. And for me and for many of my clients, it's been very, very business critical to do it. So I always think, how do you slow down to speed up? So if it's not anything feels a little wooey, it may be, but again, has been pretty critical. So number one, except if you're in a funk, so there's really two kinds of funks, funks or low energy that you might have throughout the day or a longer term seasonal funk. Maybe you get in funks during winter, different season, probably during the past few months, you know, with pandemic or whatnot. So I find a lot of overachievers just like to pass, <laughs> bypass the fact that they're in a bit of a lull or a funk. And then we really just mask it right? We put a smile on, we create these trapped emotions and trapped emotions lead to a lot of different diseases and whatnot. 
So just accept the fact that you're in a funk. Let it be okay. Hey, I'm in a funk. I'm in a funk today or I'm in a funk season and let that be okay. So so I always say accept the funk. Because I think a lot of us try to fight that we're in a funk and we're using way more energy to fight the fact that we're in a funk than how much energy we would actually be exerting if we were just like, all right, this is what it is today. So let's just, you know, deal with it as it is. Absolutely. Totally. And it's really challenging if we just don't allow emotions to pass us, it truly gets stored in ourselves, in our body. So I think it's just like, accept it and create awareness around it. I love to see where it actually shows up in my body. So when I'm really stressed, I feel it in my stomach. It's like butterflies in my stomach. And that's when I know, Ooh, you're a little stressed. Like your body knows your body actually gives you all these warning signs. We don't want to hear it. And we just want to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, but that's when burnout happens. And, you know, I think it's just really important. And so just think about like awareness throughout the day when that funky feeling starts to come up and start to notice, is it from people that you're around or is it from activities? And I love to say there's two types of people. There's energy suckers and there's energy givers. Jordan, you give so much energy. I just try to talk to Jordan as much as I can because of the energy she gives, (laughs) but we all know those suckers. Yes. Oh, totally. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I try to give energy for sure. Yeah, totally. And then the last thing, Jordan, you actually um, hit on it earlier is especially as females, we are more susceptible to funks during different times of the month. So if you don't have this app, it will change your life. It's the hormonology app. And it actually tells you what level of funk, where your energy will be, how you're going to feel on different days based on your cycle. And writing that down because I love, I've actually started using natural cycles where you have to take your temperature and write it down. And when you have like your spike of temperatures, when you're ovulating and stuff. So it's really interesting, but sorry, males who are listening to this carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've done that too, but this one actually syncs with that and tells you exactly like, oh, you're going to feel good until five like PM today. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's so true. So it's really, really cool. So that's the first one. And then once we, okay, cool. We accept we're in a funk. We're not going to just stay there forever. That would be mopey and not too fun. So second, then we're going to dig. So we're going to get to the root cause. This is where you have to slow down. And I know if you're a high achiever, you don't want to do it, but it is so important. So to dig to the root cause, I like to do 15 minutes of meditation in the morning and in the afternoon or probably right before bed, actually. And when I mean meditation, like you don't need to put on all the apps and do all the things. I mean, sit in silence for 15 minutes. And this was so uncomfortable for me at first. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to sit with my thoughts and sit still. Like, this is so dumb. What does it actually do? (laughs) But once you really start to master it and you, you create a lot of awareness and you start to bring the unconscious conscious, you're going to start to see patterns of why you're in this funk in the beginning. Like what's coming up? What are you scared of? What fear is coming out? What imposter syndrome? So it's just a really great way to calm your nervous system enough to actually hear what's truly going on. Mm, that's really interesting. Cause yeah, even you telling me to sit down for 15 minutes and not, cause I wouldn't say that I'm somebody who has to always be doing something because I do love a good, just like TV binge, but like actually do nothing is very difficult. And I find that maybe just the high achieving part of myself And so I like that you also self-admittedly were like, I, you know, don't like doing this, but it was uncomfortable at first. 
but a lot of things in our business are uncomfortable at first. So you just kind of have to push through it. So yeah, I like that. That's part of the process is actually, you know, allowing yourself to think about your thoughts and like be more present with them. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, however we can create awareness, it really does change the game. And then the last part I do, and again, this took me three years to ever start doing, and I still resist all the time, but journaling, especially in the morning or right before you go go to bed. And when I say journaling, because again, we're just trying to get to the bottom of why we're in this funk is brain dump everything. What we need to do is we need to bring the subconscious conscious. So we know that we are run primarily by the subconscious. I always give the example, you probably have heard it a million times before, but when you, you know, have been living in the same house for five, 10 years and you drive to your coffee shop, you get to your coffee shop, like magically, you have no idea. You don't think about the stoplight or the stop sign and how you got there. Like you just know how to do it. That's because you've done it so much. Your subconscious starts to run the show. And so what we just need to do is bring our subconscious conscious. And when we journal and my clients hate it at first as well, but we all get used to it. It starts to do that, create that awareness of like really the fear that's coming up. So I say, just sit down, especially in the morning when you've had all your dreams and your thoughts, like just write, write One page, two page, what you're feeling. Don't filter yourself. Don't judge yourself, but like really get to the feels like what's going on. And then take 60 seconds, 30 seconds, and every day either bring a highlighter or just take a pen and start to notice themes. When you see these themes come up, that's when we'll go into the next one in a moment, how to shift it. But you have to know the actual deepest fear, like the themes that are truly coming up. And so by theme, like, can you give an example of like what themes that you've like seen come up? Yeah. So I had so much resistance to even the thought of making seven figures. Everyone is like, well, what about seven figure mindset and this and that? I'm like, I don't ever want to be a seven figure earner. Like that seems like I have to manage teams and it's so much work. And when I started really to write about like from the seven figure earner perspective, I was like, wow, it's all fear. Of course, I want to help as many people in the world as I can. Of course, I want to be able to influence and inspire, but it was all fear around oh my gosh, what if I lose it all? Or that seems really like a a lot of energy. And for me, that all brought up all these health things. Like, wow, can my health handle that? Can I find a husband and do all that? So it's actually fear of success. Have you been hearing all the buzz about VIP days or one day virtual intensives and want to create one for your business, but have no idea where to start? Head over to systemsamey.com slash quiz and take our new 60 second quiz to determine what kind of VIP day you should create. You'll get a detailed report with action items and exclusive structuring tips straight from the mouths of successful VIP day business owners. Ready to take back control over your schedule, your energy, and your income? A VIP day might just be the way to do it. Get started today at systemsamey.com slash quiz. One more time, that's systemsamey.com slash quiz. Yes, I feel like the fear of success is like a hidden little gremlin because I agree. I think for the first couple of years in business, I was like a single person, just like roaming about the world. And I was like, you know, I don't want to be like Forbes under 30 or whatever, 30 under 30. And I don't really care to be a millionaire and all these things. And while it was for a good reason of just like, I just want to live my life. And that's like my goal right now. I think that it also, I definitely had underlying fears about if I had a bunch of money, like what would I do with it? Cause I felt like I had managed money fairly well, but I felt like, oh, if I get too much, then it's, I'm just going to 
become like a crazy money thrower and just be wasting money all over the place, which I'm not quite sure where that even came from. But, you know, we all have our different experiences that really keep us small for protection, right? Our brains are created that way. They're created to protect us. They're created to keep us safe. And so sometimes, you know, we have connections deep rooted through all sorts of things that have to do with safety. And so if you believe that seven figures, like you did, seven figures will be unsafe because X, Y, Z, one, two, three, then of course you're not going to go after those things. But when you uncover like you said, that actually is just all fear-based and it will totally be such like a weight lift off of you that now it's like, okay, we're ready to take on the world. <laughs> totally. And it's such a thing when you hear as an overachiever, fear of success, you're like, no, all I want to do is be successful. That's such a dumb term. So you really do need to unpack it. Like you were saying. So true. All right. And then the third one we'll go into, and this is probably the most fun is actually shifting. So now that you got to the root of the funk, how do we shift out of that? And this, again, this might take a few weeks potentially, but I I actually think you can shift every single day. I shift every day and it is what got me out of my bed every day when things felt really, really hard. So you've probably heard that we have 60,000, I think it's like 60 to 80,000 actually, the new stats, thoughts a day. These are all stories, stories that have been programmed from when we grew up and all the the BS, right? So we can actually brainwash ourselves. If people can brainwash us to think negative things, we can re-brainwash ourselves to think positive things and shift the old negative stories and beliefs that we have. And so that is one of the beginning ways I love, love, love to shift these stories once we find the themes. So time is important. Time of day is super important. The first 10 to 20 minutes when you wake up in the morning or right before you go to bed, so you're kind of like in that um, sleepy hypnotic state is when you're most influenced. So that's when people do like hypnotism and all that. It's the theta brain level. So you're very influenced. You can basically brainwash yourself even quicker and better during this time. So do not check your phone during this time. And this was a big shift for me because you end up being really reactive. Like you see the emails, you see the pings and whatnot. And then you're in that stress mode all day long. So instead, take that journal back out. And I love to do on the left-hand side, the brain dump. And then on the right-hand side, the actual rewriting. So say you see the theme is I'm scared of making money. You would rewrite that theme. And so you're reprogramming your brain to making great money helps impact the world. Now, it has to be a thought that you truly can get behind. If not, your body is not going to believe it. It's going to reject it. So for example, when I was at my unhealthiest, if I just said, I'm so healthy and I love working out. No, that's not going to work because my body literally cannot believe it. But instead, if I say every day I'm getting healthier, that is something I can actually believe. Mm, So that's that reframe. Yeah. Just a little slight things. So make sure you're not creating any, um, as they call cognitive dissonance or just like um, resistance, if you will. So that's the first thing that's like true, like mind changing from the journal perspective. And then I love to go into even after that, a a 60 second visualization where you can bring in all of the senses. So if we keep going with this healthy example, I would actually visualize and there's so much science behind visualization. I mean, think about every like major basketball player, right? Michael Jordan did this all the time. But then I would actually visualize when I was super healthy playing basketball, 
So I would go back to the days when I was like bouncing around the basketball court and doing jump shots. And I would bring in all five senses. What did it feel like to, you know, tie up my shoes before the game? What did free throws feel like? What did the gym smell like? Maybe what did Gatorade taste like? And this totally brings you back to that healthy energy. So I love visualizing things around whatever the theme is that you're trying to defunct. And then the last one is movement. So moving will completely shift your energy. I mean, it has to, right? So either even something as simple as a smile and jumping up and down. I know everyone does the dancing thing. I love doing Qigong. It sounds really interesting and it's QI, QI gong, but it actually is just a quick little practice. You can do a YouTube video and it actually moves blocked energy. Interesting. Is that the stuff that people do when they're in the park and they're like... Kind of, that's Tai Chi, but it's very similar. You basically like tap your body and hit on your organs and like meridian points and you just like get stuff flowing. And if you can't work out or anything like that, it's just like a really easy thing to do. Nice. Yeah, I'll definitely have to YouTube it for sure. And so, okay, so movement. Yeah, what's interesting about that is I've always felt like moving meditation has always been more helpful than like the sitting in the dark room with my hands a certain way and like humming. And so mm. the fact that you mentioned just like how movement really does shift energy, I really think that's what it's about. I didn't really think about it that way though. Yeah. And if that works for you, absolutely. Okay. I'm going to keep jamming through. So then the yep. fourth one is, so now we have identified the funk, the root of the funk, we've shifted it, but you can't shift it once and think your whole world's going to change, right? We actually have to repeat and rewire. So how do you start repeating throughout the day? An example is I set an alarm on my phone. It goes off seven times a day and it just pops up and it says, I am a seven figure wife and mom. Cause those are the three things that are very like what I want, what I'm calling in. And when I see that thing pop up, I actually like look at it and I'm like thankful for it. And I visualize it. Like I feel it in my body and that's it. 10 little seconds. Interesting. Okay. And so is it, does it have to be three words or could it be, is there like a, I don't know, number you shoot for? No, whatever sentence you're trying to like reinforce. So maybe it is like, I'm getting healthier every day or, you know, something that is just relevant to the thing that you're trying to shift. Just something you can get behind. Got it. Nice. So that's one way I like, cause you have to reinforce it and you have to keep rewiring it. One of my clients, I was asking her, I was like, what's my framework for how I do this? And she's like, oh my gosh, I create a slump playlist. So she remembers being back in Europe and when she used to go clubbing and all of that. So she put together a Europe like clubbing pay- playlist. And throughout the day, if she just needs to shift her energy or get out of that slump, she plays it and it brings you back to this really great, beautiful time. Another thing I do throughout the day is again, kind of like the affirmation declarations. Jordan, you can't see me right now, but I have sticky notes throughout my whole house and I'll look at things that I have to reinforce throughout my life, my business. So I'll just read them and I'll just walk to my door and like, just read them. So I remember who I am, what my goals are. And then the last part, I love this one. And it's what you were saying, Jordan, it's really incorporating the movement plus the visualization. So again, I have big, like big sticky notes in my house too. And it will say how much like money I want to make or how much impact, whatever. And then I will actually like dance or jump in front of it. So I'm actually moving, but looking at my goals at the same time. So it's reinforcing in so many different ways. I love that. And actually there's, I feel like there's, classes I've heard of that are like yoga plus I think affirmations really, but I feel like whatever you could do, whatever you want with that. And so yeah, tying the movement with what it is that you want. 
I could totally get down with all of that and could see that doing a lot more for me getting out of my nonsense than, you know, again, like (laughs) pizza in reality TV. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. So it's just a way to really bring in again, that like mind body connection. And then the last one. So we had accept, dig, shift, repeat and rewire. And then the last one is going to be prevent. So Research shows that 75 to 98% of mental, physical, and behavioral illness comes from someone's th- from one's thoughts, which whether you want to dispute that or not, I don't know. But that means like 2 to 25% of diseases are from environment and genes, which means we get to control that. So the best way to actually get out of a funk is not to get into one. And I know that sounds impossible, but we can definitely make it a lot easier to either shift out of from the four steps above or not get into really deep ones in the beginning. So I think so much of it is that thought and belief work. So like what is putting you in the funk in in the beginning, like starting to control that from the first four steps that we talked about, like watching and guarding your energy as an entrepreneur is I think like the most important thing you can do. So if it's people that are putting you in that funk, you know what, you might need to take a break from them or just not be around them or say goodbye to them. If it's taking the news that puts you in a funk, don't do it, right? Like we have to control our thoughts, but we also have to watch above all else what we're actually putting into our heads. Oh yeah, I so agree with that. And I've experienced in a variety of ways, like even, you know, with this batch week and stuff, you know, I have not been watching the news and I generally know what happened obviously last week, but I have purposefully been in a little bit of a bubble to maintain my energy for these calls. Because if I was watching them currently, it would totally bring down my entire energy for these. And similarly, I went to an event a couple of years ago that I remember very vividly that was extremely toxic and totally just kind of like hijacked my energy. And I wasn't aware of it at the time, but looking back, I'm able to be like, Oh, that's what happened because it was this like women's leadership event that ended with a skit of the women making fun of other women, like blatantly making fun of other women in our industry. And I was like, what's happening here? Like, why? This is gross. Like, I'm not a fan of this. I don't want to be a part of this. I came here to lift women up. I don't know why we're bringing women down. And so it matters not only in, you know, your digital space as we all kind of are like remote at home. Right. But also like when we start to go out into the world again, you know, not being in event rooms that don't feel good or being in spaces with people who just have a very like scarcity mindset. Any of those things are just really not good for you. So I like, that's part of it. Like, you know, toning down the voices that need to be toned down or saying goodbye to the people who, you know, just aren't a good for now or for forever, (laughs) honestly. Totally. It's really easy to just jump on the bandwagon. I mean, everyone wants to be accepted, right. But to be able to like stand in our truth is so important. And then lastly, I would say in order to prevent it, and this is a big one, like, this is what I'm so passionate about is making sure you don't hit burnout. Burnout is one of those really scary things that you don't know you're in. And I see it all the time, especially in entrepreneurship and high achieving women or or men is you work so much. So give yourself that chance to play at least once a week rest. You need the eight hours. Like you need to do things that are fun because 
as soon as you burn out, you're not going to know you're in it. You're so tired. It's going to stifle your creativity. It's the biggest funk you can be in. And you usually don't know that you're in it. And by doing that, and Jordan, you're doing a great example of that now, batch your stuff. Have a system for batching everything, you, not everything, but a lot of things that you need to do in your business for the days you feel in the funk. You should not be operating your business on your feelings. Like the number one thing I can't reinforce enough because it's not sustainable. It's not scalable. So those are the three ways I would definitely say prevent the funk from the beginning. Yes. Amen to all of that. That was so good. And I love being able to bring the practicality into kind of the woo, I guess, of just like, you know, emotions and how we go about our lives, because it really is both are present, right? We're human beings. We are not robots. And, but it can sometimes feel difficult to know what to do when the emotions take over, because, you know, it's not like an algorithm per se, but with your, you know, framework, we're able to kind of like dip our toe into each of those five areas and say, okay, I know that I need to accept. Um, I know that, you know, I need to prevent and everything in between, like it becomes more manageable. And so I really hope that you guys have enjoyed hearing all of these different um, parts to getting yourself out of the funk and then preventing yourself as well. And so that was super, super awesome. And so moving into the tools part, because we all are systems nerds over here, what are some tools that you love to use in your business? It could be, yeah, like, you know, Asana, or it could be other tools as well. Yeah. So I don't have anything out of the ordinary here that everyone listening probably doesn't use or know of. I've recently migrated my business over to ClickUp. That is a godsend. So I think I like to keep things super simple, basic. So ClickUp and Airtable, those two main tools are what drive my business. That's pretty much it. No, there's, I mean, other little ones, but the ones that like are most important for me and my clients, I would say those two. Yeah. Oh, totally. Awesome. And so with that, where can the good people find you? Where can they get more Kara goodness and where they can also say hello? Yeah, I would love to say hello on Instagram. I'm probably most active there at Kara Baroni. Just pop into my DMs and I'm crazy and goofy. So please be warned for that. And then also on Facebook. So same name there. If you want to catch me on Facebook as well. Perfect. Thank you so, so much, Kara, for being on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and great to see and meet all of you. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.